Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast from Cambridge Health Tech Institute for Immunotherapy Progress and Clinical Treatments, which runs December 5th through the 7th, 2017 in San Diego, California. I'm Caitlin Waters, Associate Conference Producer. We have with us today one of our speakers and one of our advisors from the Microbiome and Cancer Immunotherapy Conference, Dr. Deepak Gopalakrishnan, Postdoctoral Fellow, and Dr. Jennifer Wargo, Associate Professor, both of the Surgical Oncology Department at MDN. Anderson Cancer Center. Deepak and Jennifer, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Can you explain a little more about your research goals and your focus? Sure. So what we've been very interested in, and this is because of a lot of work that has been done in the field, primarily in the preclinical setting where several investigators have shown that components of the gut microbiome has a strong influence on therapeutic responses and that certain bacterial signatures within the gut can influence how a person responds or doesn't to therapy. So just to give a brief introduction of what the microbiome is, the microbiome can be thought of as the sum of all microorganisms and their genomes that inhabit the human body. They actually outnumber our own cells by a massive ratio, like it's almost 10 is to 1, and they also outnumber our genome. So clearly they have a role in health and disease, and uh, off late there is an appreciation of how they may influence like cancer therapies as well. So armed with this background, we decided to study this in a unique cohort of melanoma patients as as I had mentioned, like none of this work has been done in humans and most of it has been in the preclinical setting. So we've been assembling a large cohort of melanoma patients for about two and a half years or so now and we have our cohort strength is upwards of 300 or 400 patients. So we collected oral and gut microbiome samples from them before they started therapy and followed their treatment course over time to see whether they would respond or not. So there are several different ways in which the microbiome can be characterized. One of that is diversity. So diversity, basically, it gives us information on the breadth of microorganisms that inhibit the gut. So higher the diversity, more number of bacteria and more distributed they are in the gut. Additionally, you can also look at specific bacterial taxa. So one can sequence the microbiome and map that against reference databases to identify which taxa inhabit the gut. So it's with these metrics in mind that we set forth in our study and we characterize both the diversity and relative abundance of bacteria within the oral and the gut microbiome. All of this was done before a patient went on to therapy, so we wanted to get a pre-treatment signature. So interestingly, we found that patients who responded had a much higher diversity in their gut microbiome, though there weren't any differences in the oral microbiome. Also, we were able to identify specific bacterial taxa as those belonging to the ruminococcaceae family that were much more prevalent in patients who responded versus those who didn't. Having seen this, we also wanted to correlate that with what is seen in the tumor microenvironment. So there are certain cells within the tumor microenvironment detrimental to a tumor. These are the cytotoxic CD8 T cells. So we found that when there is beneficial bacteria in the gut, they are also, they correlate highly with a higher prevalence of these cytotoxic cells in the tumor microenvironment. So this is kind of how we got into this project and what we are building on currently. What are some of the challenges that microbiome researchers are currently facing and how do you think we will overcome them? That's an interesting question. So one of the major things that comes to mind is the standardization of these techniques across cohorts. So 
one may want to and different cohorts have vary in their lifestyle factors so dietary habits may differ so the same bacterial signature may not be carried across cohorts so one must always keep in mind that this approach is not a one size fit all kind of an approach and we need to take into account several other factors that come into play also there are several different methodologies that can be applied to sequence several different databases that may be referenced so we need to make a call on which one need to be sequenced in order to have a more standardized approach across platforms also these are dna based assays so it's all relative and we get an idea of expression but one thing that might take this further is to better analyze the metabolome in these patients that is to quantify the metabolites that these bacteria may produce or their the pathways that they may be involved in so there needs to be a better understanding of that as well as to how the community functions as a whole and rather than looking at individual taxa by themselves i'll add to dpacks i think i agree 100% with all the potential limitations he's outlined i'd also highlight the limitation of to date the studies so far in patients including ours have looked at relatively small numbers of patients and in order to really best understand how the microbiome is influencing both the host immune system as well as the host response to cancer therapy i think we're going to need larger cohorts so i think there's a clear answer as to how we're going to do that i think in this that is to collaborate to work together to assemble teams to study the role of the microbiome in health and disease across large cohorts of patients on a global level and we're already starting to assemble such a team And do you think that a microbiome-based cancer treatment is in our future? And if so, what do you think it will take to get there? You know, I think there's most definitely a microbiome-based cancer treatment in our future and in our near future, I'd say. I think there's definitely efforts, you know, on behalf of both academic institutions and in industry partners to develop strategies to improve responses to cancer therapy by modulating the microbiome. I think when will we see these we'll start to see this in clinical trials. I think we're already starting to see this in trials to potentially change the microbiome in patients to reduce their risk of getting graft versus host disease in the setting of stem cell transplant, but in the context of treatment with checkpoint inhibitors, I think we'll start to see trials, you know, open up in the next year. What will it take to get there again? I think joining with uh, teams of investigators to study this in larger patient cohorts not just small cohorts is going to really be the key on how we move the needle and how we best understand how to use the microbiome in order to enhance responses to cancer therapy and ultimately how we could potentially use the microbiome to prevent cancer altogether would be our goal. And finally, what is the main focus of your presentation at the microbiome and cancer immunotherapy meeting and what are you looking forward to most at that event? So, I will be presenting the data from our human studies as well as in or in we also followed that up with a fecal microbiota transplant experiments so i will be showing you some of the data from that the focus of my presentation will primarily be correlative analyses that we did in the gut and oral microbiomes of melanoma patients that was starting pd1 based therapy at md anderson and later we then supplanted these analyses with fecal microbiota transplant experiments wherein we transplanted stool from a responder or a non-responder patient into germ-free mice and then characterized their immune populations over time so this will be the focus of my presentation what i look forward to most is that there are there seems to be a collection of like-minded microbiome scientists who are there to tap the 
entire potential of the microbiome. So it would be great to learn from everybody's experiences and build collaborations that may help us better understand what is surely going to be targetable and resilient intervention methodology in cancer patients. Thank you to the both of you for your time and your insights today. Thank you. Thank you. That was Dr. Deepak Gopalakrishnan, postdoctoral fellow, and Dr. Jennifer Wargo, associate professor, both of the Surgical Oncology Department at MD Anderson Cancer Center. Deepak will be speaking at the Microbiome and Cancer Immunotherapy Conference, a part of the upcoming Immunotherapy Progress and Clinical Treatments, which runs December 5th through the 7th, 2017, in San Diego, California. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to www.impactimmunotherapy.com for registration information and enter the key code PODCAST. I'm Caitlin Waters. Thank you for listening.